Hello and welcome, weary podcast traveler. This is my viewfinder. I recently spoke with my friend Alvin Perringer, and we seem to focus a lot on walking. I found this quote from Friedrich Nietzsche: "All truly great thoughts are conceived by walking." While I'd hardly suggest Alvin to be some formal Nietzschean follower, I think that references to walking are fascinating. Nietzsche's work itself is pretty difficult and perhaps shouldn't be boiled down to simple tenets. Partly because of his impending dementia, and partly, at least in my opinion, because he probably wouldn't want anyone to frame his thoughts so strictly. What is of interest here is that he wanted to express a movement away from unilateral thinking, while his concept of the Superman is uh, up for some debate. Uh, in my opinion, I think his idea was more about pointing out that individual thinkers have a quest to grow, to absorb, assess, to suffer, and not to shy away from pain. And in doing so, they find multiple perspectives to ensure a critical mind and approach, and then continued room for expansion. My talk with Alvin touches on some of these ideas. There's a moment, I suspect, in any process of passion, in my case, photography, where a practitioner may find themselves "quote unquote" stuck. It's hard to stay in simple modes of motivation and construction, particularly when there are so many external influences. In our era, social media and the digital information age has compounded this exponentially. One cannot look anywhere without some external influence. Here's my chat with Alvin, and see if you can pick up this focus on self-growth, self-discovery, and the importance of getting out there. And just walking around. When I developed this idea, I was like, okay, well, I know a lot of photographers. I know a lot of people who think about this shit, and most photographers are existentially curious, anyways. And uh, I was like, all right, let's uh, build this thing. Yeah, like photography-wise, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of limited with what you can talk about photography, um, as far as. Um, I keep telling you about this newsletter I follow, uh, Brian Formals. He basically talks about photography and walking, but it's more so about how it's like the ultimate way to get your creative juices flowing. Some shit like that. Well, let's—I mean, you know what—that that's a that's a great sort of first jumping-off point. So, uh, without reading it, I think this is, this is the right topic to start this off because. One of the problems I've had, I think that generally we, who are or have been in practice, a little bit more attracted to, and it's an offensive word lately apparently, but street photography or documentary and photography or like candid photography, you know, it's different than studio, commercial, uh, macro, intentional stuff. There's something that attracts us, I think, at least when we practice those forms to the spontaneity, and it, it is something that.、Uh, I think is an interesting thing.、Uh, so bringing up walking,、uh, meditative, and perhaps this—I don't know—spiritual but artistic, creative、um, process action. No, it's it's a、uh, it's it's interesting to to read through those newsletters because it well to me they like ring true because like there's that Mark Twain quote like golf is a 
is a good walk spoiled or something like that. But it's like, you can also apply it to photography. If you're just walking around, it's like even better when you're taking pictures too. Cause first of all, if you're a street photographer or like any photographer, like that's what you have to do. You have to start walking first, right? And it's like, when you're walking, you tend to like notice things around you, obviously, but instead of like having to go like, oh, look over here, look over there, you just take a picture instead, instead of like pointing your finger at something. I don't know, for me, like that's, that's like absolutely an essential part of the process because Oh, I had it in my head. Okay, well, let's focus on that. I mean, I think what sticks out to me, I think it's a great description. In order to start photography, at least in our experience, you have to start with a walk, which implies for me on a, you know, let's call it a spiritual or existential level that you have to have had something happen in your life that makes you want to do something about it. Even the idea of going out and purchasing a camera requires quite a specific intentionality. And uh, so we can't speak for everybody's experience, but I was kind of, you know, I always assumed uh, most people, you included, have just grown up with camera in hand, but that doesn't seem like that was the case. So um, is there a way maybe we could start with a reflection of uh, what got you to start walking? I mean, uh, do you remember who you were when you found your first camera and decided that... Uh, this is something you wanted, uh, maybe not intentionally oh, pour this much energy into, no, but... Totally, man. Like, um, well, the funny thing is, when I like first picked up a camera seriously, um, I was around, I think I was in like eighth grade or something like that. I just borrowed my dad's Sony Cybershot. But um, funny enough, I wasn't interested in like taking the pictures. I was taking little videos because I thought that was more interesting because you know, you're dealing with like movement, right? Um, and like actual recording or documentation. But it, it also included sound too, right? Instead of just like a visual thing. I, I remember just um, walking around and taking videos of my friends. Like the pictures would kind of be secondary. Well, what was more important was getting around, moving first. So you're, what's grade eight? Uh, like 14 14 13 yeah 13, Anyways, 14 it's interesting like you're already interested in I don't know would you is it too strong to say like utilizing this tool or technology to start taking part of something else so like as as cliche as it was I was like documenting my life but not formally just like you know more, more casually right like, like oh here's a clip of my friends like sticking around or look at this thing I found on the ground or you know like I, I think I still have photos from like 2009 when I last used my camera before I like picked it up seriously again they were just photos taken from like a C-train window of like uh, like graffiti and stuff just cause I don't know it's what caught your eye as they yeah, say yeah yeah and it's like oh this might not be here in a little bit well like you're I mean I don't want to say you're downplaying it but it's interesting how it's hard to explain and it feels like you want to play it off as casual but all I can think about is this is not a typical experience that a non-photographer will think about I think I don't know man because because when you think about it like everyone's taking pictures or recording something with your phones the the only difference was people have more access to to camera this is the thing that I, I wonder about photography as an art form or a practice now is that we've reached the saturation point where the, I don't know, 
proliferation or the accessibility or the democratization of having a camera in hand has not only changed what photography means, but I wonder if it goes the other way too. So, you know, when you talk about finding your dad's camera or like asking or borrowing or using, you know, there's an intent. It's very individual. I, I don't know, but it doesn't sound like it's a peer group thing where you had like, you're hanging out with like a, a film class nerds and everybody else had a camera. So I just think like, it, it doesn't sound like that. And so it feels like, um, you know, there's this incredible piece of technology, however you want to use it. And then you get to express something that, yeah, you're the type of person where something does catch your eye. You are noticing the external environment. That That's not true for everybody. It's just, it's just not. I mean, I can't be. Like everybody's aware of their surroundings in different contexts or contexts. Nowadays, of course, with every device you own has a camera on it. It changes that relationship and that accessibility i think um, at least on a on a what do you call it user or a viewer's perspective has poisoned the fucking well like i'm not on social media because i can't look at the feeds anymore it, never mind being a judgmental and disliking the photographs for their own merit i just don't give a shit about somebody posting that they ate a fucking burrito like i don't care you know i don't care what it looks like if it's a friend that's close and it's about what they're experiencing there's a context where that might have value but as the as a use of technology i, I worry that it's i think i wonder if photography has made culture weak where it's overvalued and given too many people this like communication tool that's like i don't know it could be i don't know uh, the way i see it i think it I think it's a good thing that everyone has, that more people have access to a camera because then it just means that like there are better chances of finding good photographers out there. But the thing is, the catch-22 is you have to sift through all that crap, right? When you mentioned about like going through social media, yeah, that's a fair point. And that's kind of how I view like the whole street photography genre right now because like I'm not even on my like photo accounts much anymore just because like like the more i look at street photographs the less i get it nowadays because it's like not that it's all same old same old but uh it just i don't know like i just don't see it the way i used to it's too noisy maybe yeah yeah it could be it, like maybe, maybe part of it is that it's all same old same old like the person covering your face or like groups of people or or you know like the cliche shots like like a balloon it's front of someone's face instead of like a head like that type of stuff um there is this one uh recent account that i followed i think their ig is normal and boring i don't know there's something about their pictures that it just clicks for me like i just it's one of those type of pictures that you just look at it and you're like i don't know why but for some reason i think this is a good photograph instead of dissecting it like oh, this is a good photograph because a hand is covering a face and there's mystery to it, you know? Like, I just, I think nowadays I just want to look at a picture and be like, huh, instead of like, oh, I, I get what the photographer is trying to do. That's that's a great, that's a fascinating thing because, I, you know, kind of scaling back, the first thought I had listening to what you were saying is, uh, you know, it's all the, let's call it digital noise. So there's, you know, we have this huge uh, influx of photographers and photography. And so the um, the ratio, even if the percentage is the same, instead of having 10 photographers and one that's like some sort of uh, monumental talent, we now have, 
you know, 10 million. And maybe there's a million people out there that are building something really interesting. I, I suspect that the percentage lowers, but uh, you know, who am I to say? Um, so it's very hard to sift through. So then all of the pictures that are coming out, is it that people are trying to make and find moments that remind them of things that have inspired them? Or is it just that that's the limit of what people can take pictures of? No, it's, it's totally people just trying to emulate other... It feels like that, right? Yeah, no, it, it totally is. Because I had a talk with my friend Rob. He, he brought up a great point. Every photographer nowadays should have done better work than the masters 50 years ago because uh, we, have, we have better tech like we're we have the capability to take more pictures which which uh equates to like more chances of getting something more better right but the thing is people are so stuck like recreating the puddle jumper or the, the alex webb type of shit with like different elements you know it's i think that's the limiting factor it's the the, the fact that well, not everyone, but like everyone who wants to participate in street photography, they they really just want to get a good photo that reminds other people of a great photo from 50 years ago instead of like their own personal, like uh, like a personal documentation or development. Yeah. And like, that's kind of where I'm at right now with photography. Like, I'm not really looking at other people's work anymore. Because, like, I can't even focus on my own shit, man. Like, I'm sort of just... Like, I'm not even thinking what the next move is right now. I'm just kind of... I only take pictures when... I don't know, like, when I'm super compelled to pick up the camera. Like, I can't... I can't, I can't go out for a walk anymore and just, like, force it. Because when I look through my catalog, my archive, it's all bullshit. <laughs> well... Like, I have... I, like, I, I look at even my, my good photos. My good photos. I can't even... I, I don't I don't get them anymore, man. You know, I, so with that uh, philosopher that I found, uh, he had an interesting thing, and I, I don't think this is necessarily his thinking. I think this is something that's generally becoming understood in our modern day culture in general. I, I'm just suddenly reminded of uh, that guy that wrote. Um, anyways, he used to have a blog. Mark, how to not give a fuck. Yeah, how to not that, give a fuck. That, that guy, right? What's yeah, that yeah. guy's name? Mark something. Mary the, or? Yeah. I, I, I read that book and I don't know. Well, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a good book. I, no, I thought, it was, I thought the, it was like how to... Uh, to be, to be uh, separate from this shit, but it's not it, really. It was, it was, for me, it was basically a guy who had like boomer or Gen X mentality telling other boomers or Gen Xers what most millennials have been thinking about. <laughs> Well, time. So, so the, here's the thing like I didn't read the book <laughs> and uh, I only found and I've read one of maybe two or three of his blog posts before the book came out but one of the things that struck me in this one post was how he described that the information age ended and we're now in the attention age so what has more social and financial value is being noticed rather than uh, being informationally correct or learned listening to you both on sort of this idea of people um taking photos that remind them of these masters and then pub i mean the real thing is not so much that we shouldn't do that is that everybody needs to publish it 
it's like uh, if like I you know I'll I don't you know me like I'm not actually someone who studies it the way that most people do so I don't actually know names and I don't necessarily go out to recreate photographs but uh, the influence of having historical figures and and just generally having seen great photography is going to influence uh, you know ideas that I might have but I'm not necessarily going to always post you know at the beginning is one thing but like you're describing as you evolve as you change provided that you're actually interested in expressing something for yourself or communicating something specific you're not going to just publish everything you take or at least maybe you shouldn't uh, that's a problem and the other thing i was thinking about which is the more general ideas uh, as technology gets more complex unfortunately right now it's making people simpler so yeah, your, your friend's right. Like cameras these days, computers, everything's packed with like the fucking descriptions of what it can do possibly, how it was engineered, the different moving parts, the nano this and quantum that and right? Like multi-processor the RAM. And gizmos. It's crazy, right? <laughs> but then uh, people buy this shit and spend heaps of money. And like a computer, for example, they're on... MS Word, they, they go online and, and log into Facebook. You can do that with a fucking netbook from 2006 or 2010. Cameras are the same thing. Like if you go and, let, you know, I, I like to bag on Leica mostly out of jealousy because I can't afford one, but you go and, you know, you have a, a, sec, a real job, let's call it because I don't, and then you have 10,000 bucks and you go buy a Leica, but then you go walk around and you take candid snaps of sewer grates and shit. It's like that next evolution of thinking or intuitive growth or artistic expression, whatever it is, is that, I don't know, what do you think? Is it missing? Is it is there something wrong? <laughs> Has it know. disappeared? I don't know, man. The, the way I see it, like, there's nothing like, uh, it's not really like a real conclusion, but for me, personally, I've kind of came to the conclusion that photography isn't as, well, the act of photographing isn't as, like, artful as most of, like, the curators or whatever make it out to be. It's sort of just... You're, you just look at something, you point a camera at it, and then you press the button. That's that's it, man. There's nothing, there's nothing artistic about that. But Perfect the way timing. The, the, the way the way you look at things, uh, how you develop your eye or whatever, like obviously that's the most important part. But yeah, like that. Honestly, it, it's not like it's not like something that you're born with it's something you have to develop like it's just you just have to keep working at it that's i don't know that's the way i see it like yeah you can you can buy like a ten thousand dollar camera and whatnot and you can still take shit photos with it but the thing is like the more shit photos you take you're eventually going to get something that's worth looking at maybe as long as you keep working at it right same thing goes for like a fisher price camera <laughs> you know like a toy camera I, like I, I understand what you're saying, and I definitely agree about practice. I judgmentally don't believe that anybody can be anything with enough practice. I mean, maybe on an infinite time scale that you can take any ex-human being and provided they have some functionally related amount of time that anyone can do a triple backflip or dunk a basketball, but that's not really true. If I'm born five foot four, um, no matter how much and how amazing my vert is, there's a limit of what I can do. I'm not Vince Carter hanging from the rim with my elbow. Like it's just not, 
plausible. It doesn't mean that I won't be a crazy baller or could be successful at something. I don't know. I mean, the, whatever the sliding scale is, but there are limitations, I think. Uh, and I wonder, I don't know. I, I wonder if I can't handle this idea that uh, it's just about practice because uh, I agree with you. If you take a Fisher-Price grant or even what you said earlier, like, you know, the very basic definition of photography is I point my camera, I hit a shutter. So that's not artful in itself. I, I would argue that that's not what photography is. I think that photography is that you, for example, when you are out, what motivates you to take the picture, how you see it, what your brain processes is going through the lens. I mean, you and I, we, when we go out, you know how I, I talk a big game about you. I, you don't talk like a normal human being, Alvin. Like you don't. <laughs> Honestly, right? Like Yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, you're crazy. Like you, you're the like way it's you. It's to me, I guess. Yeah. Well, how many people do you meet that's gonna be able to tell you about, you know, positions of sun and fucking angles of shadows and looking immediately noticing patterns uh, as people interact with their clothing and the environment around yeah, them? Yeah, but it, even that, even like nowadays, like I still like like it, there's there's some value, but right now I I think it's like a fluff of shit when I when I look back at it. Well, look again. But like there, there 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 is value to like that type of way of talking i guess well i don't um, even think it's a way of talking i think it's a way of thinking and i i i mean being self-critical i think it's just part of wherever evolutionary part you are right now and looking back and saying this is not good enough i mean that's a sign of an artist if you can't be self-critical you can't grow and i wonder if that's what i'm getting at is there are a lot of people if they can't be self-critical and look at their slog of shit and just be like oh my god you know like 2016 like what what was I doing? And then take that as an opportunity to go and search for a different way of uh, doing it. You're not, you can take, fuck man, 150,000 pictures a year. I mean, there's a lot of family photos that are like that where, you know, parents will have like a point and shoot camera, but every year the pictures of vacations will look exactly the same, right? And I, there's some people that, like when Scott, I mean, Scott might be a unique scenario because his parents, some of those things he dug up, they look like magazine ready photographs, you know, like some of the arranged with the cameras of that beach shot with his mom. That My dad didn't take pictures like that. Like not to bag on my parents, but it's just not how they interacted in this medium. And my parents took a fuck ton of pictures, man. Right? I'm sure, I'm sure if you look through it, there's like something that's like good, right? Because like I could, uh, I think it's like an arbitrary argument because... I could look at something that's that looks so casually made and be like, that's a good photo. And I like that better than the thing that looks like it's from a magazine. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's how you personally perceive it. And that, that, that's really how it is in the end, like how one person sees what photography is to them. To me, I think it's just, it's nothing, there's nothing nuanced about it. It's just, it's the act of taking photographs. You look at something, you press a button on a camera and then boom that's a picture some people like yourself might have a more nuanced approach like involving all the processes into it like thinking and all that but uh, i don't know like i i want to approach it more in a more simplified way i guess not not to not to say like yours is too your approach is like too over complicated or whatnot i'm I'm just saying it's like a different like it's complicated for me but it might be like simple the way you see it, right? Yeah, no, I, you know what I'm hearing, which I think is interesting is um, this sort of self-reflection of what you get out of doing, let's say uh, 
photography, doing photography or practicing photography for yourself is one thing. Um, and that will become this, I don't know, intrinsic uh, passion or connection with the process or act in and of itself. Um, but there are layers to that. So for example, if you, from here on in for the next 10 years, have a camera in hand and for the next 10 years, nobody sees anything that you shoot ever. Like not, not your family, not uh, never mind Instagram or the public. I wonder how much you can grow. Not that we need to get other people's uh, interpretations from it, but art in general, and I think photography in particular, like you're talking about, um, not only requires, but intuits an audience 